0: Coming up next on to a new RFM, we're going travelling, talking travel with Sally Lucas, joining me, Jane Klein, and we do it for our sponsor, Travel on King. What's happening today? We're going back in time, 400 years in fact, and there are a couple of anniversaries around this year that need celebrating. One of them has to do with Dirk Hartog landing in Australia. One of them has to do with Shakespeare. And it's thanks to our sponsor, Travel on King, on 2 RFM, And Sally Lucas, 400 years is a long way to go back, but it's certainly worth celebrating some of the things that happened then. Well,
1: I guess it is for us. Um, it's the 400th anniversary of the Dutch explorer Dirk Hartog when he discovered what is now known as Dirk Hartog Island, which is off the coast of Shark Bay, which is obviously to the north of Perth, going up towards the, the bulgy bit, if you want to call it Western Australia. Um, and yes, yeah, so he discovered. Discovered here on the 25th of October 1616, which was long before uh, Captain Cook landed on Australia's east coast. So, I just thought it was an opportunity to talk about this wonderful part of Western Australia, which is considered to have some of the most pristine and unpolluted waters in the world. But of course. Because of where it is and because of the size of Western Australia, which is absolutely phenomenal, it's not that easy to get to a lot of the places, of course, which is why it stays so unpolluted as well.
0: Because they came by ship and we go by land.
1: That's exactly right. So the state is a whopping 2.5 million square kilometres. So, yes, Western Australia is a huge state. And as I said, it gets fewer visitors, much less than anywhere else, really. And it's got 12,000 kilometres of coastline. So it's quite huge. But you can get to places like Shark Bay, which is actually just the bay where you get to see the dolphins near Monkey Bay there, which is a wonderful thing to do. But also at certain times of the year, of course, you can swim with those gentle giants that eat any plankton and whatever, those whale sharks, and you can go swimming with them off the Ningaloo Reef. So there's some fabulous things you can do in Western Australia. You can actually even go across to Dirk Hartog Island, believe it or not. It's only very basic apparently, but you can get over there and you can stay on the Island. What they're doing, though, as part of this this year, they're going to bring the um, 1606 replica ship, the Duyfken, is going to be taken up. It will depart Fremantle Harbour on August 28th. And it's going to visit the coastal towns of Durian Bay, Dongara and Geraldton along the way. And at each port, it's going to be open, you know, for, for visitation, of course. So you've got that happening as well. And it's going to arrive in Shark Bay on October 21. And also in Shark Bay, that there's a town called, or the main town is Denham, and they've just opened a new $2.2 million recreational jetty, which is giving visitors easy access across to Dirk Hartog Island. So there's just something very interesting, I think, and they're just going to have a four-day festival filled with art, food, and historically inspired events between 21 and 25 October. So you happen to be in WA on a holiday at that time of the year. What a great time to go. Make a beeline. Yeah, mm. absolutely, and the weather at that time of the year too is lovely before it gets too hot when you're getting there in the late spring. So a fantastic place to go. Then, of course, you can get up to Ningaloo, as we mentioned, where um, you've got Exmouth as the main town there. Now, the annual whale migration and whale shark migration, should I say, not just whales, the whale shark, uh, happens during the Ningaloo Whale Shark Festival in May. And they have a family movie night under the stars on May 26th. And the festival runs until May 29. So there's another part of the world there that you can do in Western Australia if you wish. And there's all sorts of apparently entertainment and stalls and talent shows and everything happening at Exmouth for the start of that whale shark migration as well so Western Australia has a lot to offer being such a huge state but you really do have to have a bit of time on your hands obviously to get to these places like even if you're flying into Perth and hiring a car um, obviously unless you've got you know a lot of leave where you're driving all the way over but you know you could certainly hire a vehicle and drive up there which I'd love to do next time I go because we only did the southern part last time you know the Margaret River and all down the south which was fantastic but I would really love to do that more more northern area and experience some of those wonderful things interaction and of course they're, they're famous for as you say, a lot of marine life, loggerhead turtles, all sorts of things uh, a beautiful a uh, marine destination as well and wildflowers of course well known yes. for that especially in spring, but it's been yeah. my experience all year round yes, yeah, we did see some beautiful flowers when we were there in October, so it is a lovely time to go october um, You can get a bit of cool weather down south still, but certainly once you're heading north, you're getting lovely weather. But if you are going down south, you've got that huge great southern ocean, don't forget, which you can often get a stiff little breeze off. So you do need to pack a little jacket or two just to be on the safe side.
0: We're talking travel. For our sponsor, Travelon King and Sally Lucas, the Bard is always worth celebrating
1: and he's having a very special reason to celebrate. He is, except he's not here to enjoy it, but it's the 400th anniversary of the death of William Shakespeare this month. Um, There's always been a bit of controversy about when he uh, was born and when he died, but they're saying virtually he did I guess, was born and died virtually on the same date, which (laughs) is the 23rd of April. But they say his birth wasn't registered till the 25th, but it's still celebrated on the 23rd and usually goes for a couple of days anyhow. And interesting facts about him, too. Like he was married at 18 and Anne Hathaway was 26. So for a male at 18, that's most unusual, you know, back then, to get married it's at such a young age. Would have been, and such a gap in the ages. as well. Yeah, she was the daughter of a farmer, and his father was a glove maker.
0: Okay. Yeah. So, so maybe that was a step up for him, or a, maybe it was yes, cementing a...
1: A union, an agreement between the fathers? It could have been as yes. well. And his father was never a wealthy man, and but apparently Shakespeare ended up with property and was, was quite well-to-do in the end. And he had three children. They had one child the year after they married and then twins two years after that. And he died, though, quite young, 52. But he um, only app- apparently a matter of weeks before he died, he changed his will. And they wondered whether he maybe had premonition that he was dying when he when he changed the wheel. And I don't know what he changed it to, but he he is buried there, and Anne Hathaway is buried next to him in a, in the church in this uh, the town of Stratford on Avon, and it's really interesting. I landed there quite unbeknownst to me that it was Shakespeare's birthday, 1969. Bear I say it. Um, and just I, a year or two ago. Just a year or two ago. And our girlfriend and I had gone to Moscow, and um, which was quite interesting. I'd been there on a familiarisation for work, and I, I booked her on the same flight so she could f- follow with me and come with me. Then we went on. And it was our first trip to Europe and went to England and you know, did a the old the Thomas Cook tour. Remember Thomas Cook? We did a Thomas Cook nine-day tour just as an introduction to Europe, you know, France. I think it was France, Belgium, a little bit of Germany and and. Holland and then we hired a car and we drove up by Oxford and Cambridge and up to Stratford on Avon. And the put the show they put on for his birthday is a very important event. So if you do happen to be there this year, good luck to you. But even any year, not just his four hundredth year, they, they there's a parade through the street and there were dignitaries from all different countries in these wonderful costumes, you know, from African nations, from everywhere. So obviously they invite people to, to participate in the event. So it's a nice thing to do. And there's a special um, eight-day tour that's been put on as well. Um, it's, it's, it's not specially for Shakespeare, but they've done it to coincide this particular program they've run before, and it's called The Heart of Wales and England, and it's an eight-day tour by CIE Tours International. Now, they've been around as long as I've been in the travel industry, a very well-established firm in the, in the British um, Isles. And they, you can do with this one with the context, you can walk through the house where he grew, actually grew up, Um, as well as with guides in every room telling tales about him. And also there'll be celebrations, of course, throughout the year, as we said. And other highlights of that tour include a Welsh banquet at Cardiff Castle. Um, You go to St Paul's Cathedral. You go to Stonehenge, Bath. The Cotswolds, Windsor Castle, and you have a train ride in Wales in Snowdonia, as well. So, an interesting tour if you're, you know, if you're thinking of going. And this runs from April through to October. So, if you don't happen to be there for the actual anniversary, you still might like to do that tour. It'd be a lovely little tour to do and get some insight. And of course, you can go to Anne Hathaway's cottage. It's everything's geared at Stratford on raven really, around Shakespeare and Anne Hathaway. And her cottage is delightful as well to go through. It's, It's a very interesting spot to visit if you've got the time. We just did it as a day trip, as I said, you know, with with um, Oxford and Cambridge as well. So it's it's a nice trip you can do out of London if you've got the time and well worth it.
0: And maybe even see one of Shakespeare's plays. Well, yeah, the Globe. Well, this London? year there's
1: a lot of it on. They're doing a lot of things on TV as well. I think um, what's that guy's name? The actor with an unusual name and a big face. That one, Bernard Cumberbatch, is it? Yeah, hmm? uh, he's he's doing um, something on TV that's uh, a redo of a Shakespearean play. There's things on at the Globe, as you said, of course, but there's all sorts of there's a musical presentation doing, music that has was, you know, designed to go along with the Shakespearean plays at different concerts throughout the year. So it's a whole year of actual interesting celebrations for the bard. <laughs> and we will
0: talk about travelling <laughs> in next week, next Friday after the one o'clock news. Thank you, Sally Lucas. Thanks, jane and thanks to our sponsor, Travel on King. You can catch this programme on podcast too through our website to N